What's up? It's Lisa Denae. You're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. a singer and songwriter of pop female empowerment music. And my fun fact is that I was on the game show, Let's Make a Deal, and I lost. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, it was really painful. Was that like, how was that experience? It was, it was fine. My grandma went with me. And so oh we dressed. Gosh. Yeah, it was really, we had a lot of good, we had fun. Um, we dressed like dirty laundry. And so we each had like <laughs> around our body was a laundry basket and we had like socks just kind of pinned to our shirts and all these things. We had a lot of fun going together, but it was painful losing. So my oh. hand just, it just reached out for the wrong card. And I had been picking the second card over and over and I could have won a whole car. Wow. Wait, yeah. so you were like pretty close to yeah. the end. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> it stinks. Oh it was fun. Yeah. That's amazing. Painful. But soon I'm supposed to, I'm, one of these days I'm going to be on Wheel of Fortune. They're going to call me. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Oh my gosh. That'd be so sick. Yeah. I'm scheduled <laughs> to be there someday. So hopefully that will have better outcomes for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Lonely Bird by Yay. Kaylee Rose. So Thank let's you start so with much the, for having me. Yeah, of course. It means of a course. lot. Let's start with the lyrics of the song. What is the song about and what inspired you to write it? Yeah, um, this song, I was walking in my favorite park, Palisades Park in Santa Monica, oh. and I walked there all the time, but sometimes I would especially go to feel close to my grandfather who had passed away because he loved being by the water. I love being by the water. Mm. It's something we really share and he loved being outside. And so do I, I can never be outside enough basically. And I was walking and I saw this hummingbird at rest. And I feel like that's a very, a rare thing because yeah. they're so often in motion and very fast motion. So that felt odd. And then I personified the bird with my grief and I was mm. like, maybe he's missing someone like I am. And mm. the melody kind of came to me. Um, but okay. I don't, I don't want people to be like, Oh, it's just so easy, you know? Cause whenever I hear ta people talking about how they wrote certain songs, um, I get down if I'm like having a song that I really have to work at, you know? Yeah. So yes, the melody came to me and the idea and the source of inspiration came. But after that, I crafted and crafted and crafted and worked on the lyrics and worked on the melodies and just kept 
you know, singing different melodies and trying to find different ways of expressing that emotion and mm. eventually landed on a melody that I liked, just singing it kind of free singing it in my bathroom. I remember where I was and then crafted the lyrics a lot. I'm curious. I actually don't know much about hummingbirds. And yeah, yeah, like you said, like you saw this one at rest. So did Mm. you end up looking that up and and kind of applying that to the lyrics? Yeah. um, There were certain things that I looked up about it because I wanted to make sure I had the language right and stuff like that. And I, you know, I was like, I think it was emerald (laughs) color, but I hope I remember correctly Mm. that it was emerald, you know, so I was Mm -hmm. looking at pictures and things like that. And then um, in our family, there are a couple of people that photograph birds. So I was maybe going to use that for the album artwork, but then we are um, right now in Kansas city. And my mother-in-law is this awesome watercolor painter. And so my husband kind of took some little lessons from her and he did the artwork for it instead. Oh, wow. So kind of answering your question, but the research and the family involvement. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really, that's really cool. And I think it, it is admirable like to, yeah, make sure you're using the right language and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, you know, writing a novel, you have to do that research and make sure. I was doing a song about a car yesterday and just like, am I, you know, saying this correctly? Get into high gear. Yeah. High gear. Because people who are, you know, car aficionados or bird enthusiasts, they would get mad. And I understand if you were using the language. Yeah, no, for sure. And you said that like the melody came to you pretty like naturally. When was the moment that you took it into production and what was like the start of that? That I often, it takes me a while to figure out what, it depends. Sometimes I'll know it as I'm writing it, like, oh, I I can see this being really cinematic or this being Mm -hmm. high energy pop. But this one, it was just this little song I had on the piano for a while and I didn't know what to make of it until I started making other darker cinematic pieces Mm-hmm. And kind of found a producer, not kind of, definitely found a producer that um, really sees my vision in this way. And so I found found Matt Bayless and he and I have done a couple songs together. And then I brought Lonely Bird to him 
And I like that darker cinematic things. It's just, it's interesting yeah. to me. And he brought in this kind of Game of Thrones-esque piano, I like to think of it as, mm. which is so interesting because it's just, it reminded me of, did you watch Game of Thrones? Oh yeah. yeah. I remember that really, <laughs> it was like, it's like this seven minute or 10 minute long song. And it was this, um, really long scene where, um, gosh, it's been so long, but that one like boy Prince steps off a ledge and it's like mm, that song mm-hmm. was so incredible. Um, yeah. so that's what it reminds me of. And it's not, we didn't go into that intending it and you know, I don't, right. I don't even know if he knows that that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I've said game of Thrones <laughs> to him, but I haven't said the specific scene, but yeah, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love that. I I love this p- piano melody, Thank and and so he much. also has like these like moments where it's almost like these dripping keys is what mm. I was calling them. Dripping um, keys, <laughs> yeah, they're like in the background and mm. and happen. I think around maybe like the second verse or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, I really really loved the decision on that and wanted to know more about building that and the all the ear candy that was added in this production was that something that you guys I'm assuming added like after like vocals were yeah because for this song you know usually I've I my piano is really rudimentary I will say um so for forever I was writing songs on the piano and kind Mm -hmm. of just block chords but this one I had this um this arpeggiated thing in my mind and so we built off that from there. So when I perform it live, I still do that arpeggiated kind of mm-hmm. piano and just get quiet with it. And that's something that I'm not very comfortable with. I don't love quiet and peace. <laughs> so I've had to kind of, you know, make peace with the calm of this song and be comfortable in those silences because silences, sometimes they say a lot more, you know, than yeah. words do or lyrics or melodies. Yeah. But I like how you called it the drippy piano. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Our terminology is always my favorite thing. And when I was really (laughs) not great at communicating with producers, I'm sure it frustrated them because I was just like, I don't know what the instrument is, but it sounds like wah, 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 you know, (laughs) but you make it work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love this and I love dark cinematic Mm. pieces as well. So, and this is something different, you know, Mm. for you. Right. And um, yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it kind of hard? No, I mean, I, so I've been doing the like high energy pop stuff and it just kind of happened where it was just like, okay, I'm going to do another one, another one, release Mm -hmm. and release. But in my pipeline, I have so many more singer songwriter kind of sounds. And in this moment, I'm kind of like, am I a pop singer or a singer songwriter? Mm. I, you know, and maybe that'll evolve and maybe that's okay. Um, but there's definitely more dark stuff coming behind it and I enjoy singing it. I enjoy writing it. So you know, we're supposed to be versatile as artists, but then I always worry that people will get confused, get confused. or something. Yeah. Which is, I shouldn't be, you know, thinking not less of my audience, but I shouldn't be doubting them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah. I just, I want to make people, it's the people plays are in me. That's one of those. Ah, uh, yeah. I think, I mean, we evolve as humans, yeah. like it's inevitable. So I think your audience like ends up evolving with you mm-hmm. and i also like obviously with like social media it's a lot easier Mm. to kind of like take this take them on this journey of Mm. life with you and totally I don't think I don't necessarily think they would get confused yeah 
And if they fall off, then they, you know, it's awesome. There's a lot of music out there. You know, that's yeah. what I kind of, I have to make, you can't create for other people. And it's taken me how long to get there. And I'm still working on that. Right. But I'm a little bit more in that place than I was, you know, a week ago, a year ago, definitely 10 years ago. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep creating things that come from my heart and I like, and we'll go on this journey, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to talk about the ending and the decision behind that because uh, it kind of just like rings out mm. and, and fades away. And I didn't know if that was a particular like artistic choice, mm -hmm. just, you know, also with the lyrics, because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people don't recommend making uh, totally songs with like fade outs anymore. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Especially. I just wanted to learn more about that. Yeah. And I know you are, you know, involved in this music supervision world mm -hmm. of LA as I am. And it is kind of a no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and this song doesn't have a chorus, you know, it's that old mm -hmm. school structure of AABA. Yeah. And you know, that felt like a risk. It all felt like a risk, but it's so funny. This radio station outside of Chicago last week found it and introduced it as their like artist spotlight. And I was like, you guys are you, you care about yeah. the song <laughs> Yes, <laughs> shocked and happy and flattered. So there's a lot to it that is alternative. And so mm -hmm. I just, the ringing out it like completely, like you're saying, you know, every music supervisor we talk to these days, is like, don't ring out at yeah. the end of a song, have a definitive ending. Um, but this wasn't for that, you know, and mm -hmm. if it gets used in that way, awesome. And that's what I've been finding, you know, and we can talk yeah. about this all day. Um, I just got a placement yesterday at a documentary and it's the song that we never thought we were writing yeah. for that. <laughs> yes. and you hear this over and over thank you but it's yeah. you know my song that chick it mentions very specific celebrities on mm -hmm. the oh. chorus and it's gotten two placements in the past year so you know all those rules that we kind of I have always felt burdened by yeah so burdened by because it's hard you know you hear this is the right way to do things and if you're a good mm -hmm. student which I've always been a very good student trying to do the right thing that people say to do it <laughs> tells you not to write very specifically it says yeah. write very universally so that yeah. it can apply to a lot of scenes but I've also I'm mean, tell me if you've been hearing this like I've heard music supervisors say I can tell when things are written for sync and yep. I just want to hear a real artist making yep. real music right yes 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 yeah no yeah yeah no I I definitely don't write for sync. Good for um, you. <laughs> I just, I don't like being boxed in like that. And, mm. and that also goes with what you were saying earlier, where you felt like, you know, you didn't know if like your audience would kind of like, mm -hmm. like this song, totally. but again, like bringing them on your journey with yeah. you, I think there's something so like authentic and intimate about that. And mm. yeah, I definitely, I'm not a... Not one to write for sync, but I do mm. feel like, you know, my songs are syncable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I think, like you said, a lot of supervisors now, they're just like, I want a real artist and, mm -hmm. and they and can tell the human. difference. Yeah. Because I think our BS meter has gotten like maxed out and it's mm -hmm. very attuned to BS, you know? So we as human beings can sense when something has been written for sync or it's not completely authentic coming from someone. Yeah, and, again, and I, I'm still guilty of it. It's hard, you right. know, to break habits. Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah, and people miss that 
authenticity, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to artists and celebrities, anyone in the entertainment industry. I feel like anyone really in general, people mm-hmm. just really miss that authenticity because we're online 24-7. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's kind of easy. we crave it. Mm-hmm. We, it's kinda, and it's also easy now, I feel like, to figure out who's being fake, right? Mm-hmm. I also think it's challenging because, you know, you're a singer growing up in the world and you admire I don't know, Britney Spears when Mm, I was growing mm -hmm. up in the nineties, but I am not Britney Spears. I might take little tiny bits of, you know, what I liked about her or Mm -hmm. right now, Maggie Rogers. Again, I'm not Maggie Rogers, Mm -hmm. but you're influenced by things and you should be influenced by things. But at some point you need to make it your own and, you know, take that pivot. Yeah. And so it's, you can't be another one of them you have to be yourself and finding out what that self is is a journey you know people told me 10 (laughs) years ago people were like be yourself be yourself be yourself and I was like okay can you tell me what that is yeah right (laughs) right yeah 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 and then you also have to yeah and then you have people like telling you oh no like you should do this kind of music or uh-huh. oh, you should look like this. And then it, you're just like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know who I am. Totally. <laughs> and they're trying to help, you know, there's this influx of opinions about you and people don't even mean to sometimes, but they'll say one little passing comment and you'll hear it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, they're trying to help. Yeah. No, Better sure. or worse. Yeah. Sorry, that was a big old tangent. But <laughs> oh, no. Totally I feel fine. passionately about it, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Well, getting back to this one, did you guys end up like hitting any roadblocks along the way? Did anything um, change like lyrically, melodically? Yeah, m- like lyrically, I I never know when something is done, you know? So I brought it yeah. to um, a songwriting workshop that I'm obsessed with um, at the Songwriting School of Los Angeles. And it was, everyone was really surprised because it was very different from anything I'd ever done, which felt awesome. And then there's like one line that still to this day, I'm like, should I have kept working on that? Should I have? But at some point you just got to release it. Like there was my one song, Father, um, which is another really emotional song. I co-wrote it with a friend of mine, Cat Ivy. And at one point, like we were supposed to meet up on a Saturday afternoon to write it. And we were in the room together and I was like, Cat. I just don't feel like working on this song anymore. And so she Mm. said, okay, don't like, just let it go. (laughs) And I was so floored by that. Cause I was like, wait, but we, we, we scheduled to meet for this song. Like, what are you talking about? So I do think at some point it just needs to fly. And if you're going to be pulling out your hair over it, you know, maybe don't make it, maybe the next one will be better or, you know, let it out there and release it into the world. I'm like, I don't think anyone's ever going to point to that line and be like, you know what? I love it all. But this one line, you know, and if they yeah. do cool, like they deserve a cookie, I'll bake it for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your favorite lyric line in this song? Um, I love the second verse, um, buried prayers in every verse, mourning him since he's been gone. Cause mourning kind of has a double meaning mm-hmm. and or no, yeah, mourning him. It could either be H I M, right, and mourning as in I'm mourning because I'm missing someone grieving, or mourning hymns like mourning him and right. prayer and church. Mm-hmm. I never knew which way to go with that one, so I just picked one. I'm like, people will hear what they want to hear, and I like that yeah. about it. So that you know took a lot of craft and effort, and it's saying a lot without saying a lot. What about your favorite production element? Oh, um, <laughs> he's so good that the haunting Game of Thrones-esque piano. Um, yeah. and like, that's why it took me so long to find a producer that 
you know, like I've worked with a lot of amazing people, but I'm terrible at communicating what sounds I want. And so to speak a language or not even having to speak just to be able to give something to Matt and say like, here's, you know, two references. This is what mm-hmm. I love. And actually one of the songs was um, Jenny of old so- stone from game of Thrones, <laughs> but that oh. production wise is very different. It's like yeah. mostly, you know, what is it like her voice and a piano. And then the other one was once upon a time by Sarah Bareilles. And that starts with like oh. this, like, have you ever noticed there's like a flicker in that song of like a lighter going on or a match being struck or something it's so interesting it's so subtle and like I didn't hear it until I listened really high so those are my references and like I wouldn't say this sounds like them but it certainly is what I wanted so he just understands me and it's so awesome to finally find someone with the same kind of sound aesthetic and yeah yeah sound appreciation yeah the ear candy I mean going back to that like it's it's there are subtle things happening, mm. but it helps it like move and like build. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just, appreciate I really, that. really loved like a lot of what he put in there. Oh, um, I appreciate that. And he I would have loved have... to be here talking to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love working like, for Apple now. So he is. That's so crazy. A busy man this May. Yeah. It's Dang. amazing. And we have a couple more coming up. Oh, that's um, good. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, but they had to be put on pause uh, for May. So dang. We're going to get working back together in like a week. So I'm very excited. Oh, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to like remember off the top of my head. I know you have some like ooze in there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's your vocal. Mm-hmm. Not always, but this song it is. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, just recently, Amy Felice, who you know, um, yeah. we had a Christmas song together. And she's friends with the producer. And so she was in the studio and she was like, hey, like he's wanting to add some background vocals. And I was like, do you want to do it? Because you're there. Oh, like I could do oh, them from home, but the communication is going to be so much easier. And it sounds cool because it's like a girl gang song. And now my girl gang is doing backups. in it. Yeah. <laughs> my girl I gang of that. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think what else is there? There was just like, I feel like there was like some sort of like wind sound mm-hmm. or something is that yeah. right yeah like, the natural uh, elements yeah I feel like are important because it is a song about nature you know? yeah so he nailed that as well oh was that oh did you like record like no out- oh, oh okay I don't I mean it might it's probably a sample <laughs> I, mean, I I don't know I should ask him did you do a field recording and like yeah outside? no I actually did that the other well oh, not, wait, really I mean I think that was around winter time we had this like mm. crazy windstorm and then I like made sure to put that on my phone and recorded no way. it. Yeah. Just Do you produce case. your own stuff? No, no, no. Huh. No, I, I, I co-produce kind of like what you're, you totally. do and yeah. stuff. But um but yeah, usually I bring like production references like you're talking about and mm. and uh I'll let them know like this is like the type of vibe I'm looking for or mm-hmm. like certain sounds or yeah, just certain elements that I love. And then of course we just make it our own, you know? Totally. But, That's the way to do it. I mean, I, yeah. when I first started out in music, um, I would give, <laughs> I gave a producer a list of 30 
songs as references and they were <laughs> all different but yeah. there were songs I really loved and I just knew that I wanted the five songs that I was doing with him to sound like that yeah. but he, I'm sure he did not listen to 10 of those songs right five you know like who would yeah. but I didn't know and they were all precious to me and I loved them and I liked them and I wanted to use them yeah so yeah if anyone is listening in a novice maybe two to three references I feel like is the yep. real sweet spot <laughs> and I'm even lately just like if there is one song that I want this to sound like it is great and it's never going to be exactly the same yeah 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 you know which is a good thing because you can't copy people Mm -hmm. yeah well which is you know Mm. very also common today just people making every song sound the exact same but true yeah (laughs) and like we want to be original so yeah but having a reference and like I remember working with someone maybe I don't know when I first started out as well who's like yeah using references is cheating it's like uh, I think oh, someone helps. said that to you. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And I think that it helps narrow the focus in a good way and say, no, I like this guitar sound. I like this, you know, kick yeah. sound. Um, and I would, I had to spend so many times. My husband's awesome, and we would like just go drive around LA at night and start to listen to production because for so long I didn't know the difference between a snare mm. sound and a cymbal, mm-hmm. which is like some people were listening and be like, wait, what? But I had been working on <laughs> music for a while. I just never trained my ear in that way. Yeah. Or the many different snares and the many different symbols and browse, you know, sample files on what's that program. It's been a long time since I use it. I can't think of it. Well, you browse samples. Yeah, drums are hard. Yeah, like, yeah, that's like a whole different ball game. I feel like with your ear and training that, and yeah, people complain all the time about finding the perfect snare sound. Oh yeah, what is that? Some app, and it's so great to find samples on. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not bothering me. All right, we'll let go. (laughs) Try to push up. I'll try to push it out of my mind. Well. The song, I mean, it sounds to me like, yeah, this one just came really naturally to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the lyrics took a lot of craft. Yeah. How yeah. long do you think you spent on on that? Was it was there a point where you were just like, nah, I got to yeah. stop and move on? Yeah, I got to that point. But that's why I kind of, I always have to catch the inspiration before it wears me down because I'll be thinking of melodies and thinking, going to sleep and thinking melodies and leaning over and putting a voice memo on my phone. Mm. Um, and then at some point I'm driven insane and I hate it. You know, So right. I got to catch it before I get there. But the crafting of the lyrics, I follow the Pat Pattinson method of he'll recommend 10 minutes in the morning of object writing. Um, and so like using all the five senses and he also has like a sixth and seventh sense. One is like your body and like the physical, um, feelings and also like relation to the outside world. So if I'm motionless, but things around me are whirling or something, that's an example. Um, so I did that and then I'll do it kind of focused on, okay, now I'm going to write for 10 minutes about a hummingbird. And then sometimes Mm -hmm. cool phrases will just make their way out of that or cool rhymes. And I should do it more, but I'm, you know, it'd be great if I could do it every morning. I haven't been, I need to get back into it, but that kind of exercise helped a lot with crafting what I wanted to say. And like I said, workshopping it to songwriting groups, which is beneficial and also dangerous. Cause like I said, you know, I still have that one person's comment in my mind and yet I still release the song. Right. And it, you know, it'll always bother me, but at some point you just got to ship it. Yeah. And I think. As long as 
you are proud of Mm -hmm. it like that's really what is most important totally um and you know when it gets to that point yeah and because i'm sure there's like top hits that people still dissect to this day and they're just like oh i wish i would have you know so totally and that's fine people can dissect it (laughs) yeah but (laughs) like i said give them a cookie you, as long as you're proud, like that's mm. really all that matters. Absolutely. And like sometimes I think, you know, a lot of people, songwriters will say, oh, my favorite song is the last song that I wrote. And that's so dangerous because we're always writing. Yeah. You know, when I was really in the top of my writing game and had the time to write all the time, I was doing two, sometimes even three sessions a day. So it's easy for wow. a song to fall by the wayside and for another mm-hmm. one to replace it as like, no, this is the one I want to put out there in the world. Right. But I think some songs kind of keep knocking on your mental door and saying, hey, no, I was a really good song. You should probably make me, you know, and those, you know, you can't ignore and they stand out. So I got I caught this one before it went away and it was never going to go away because it felt I felt it so strongly and I needed yeah. to express it. And it became my mom and my grandmother's favorite song of mine because it's about our grief, you know, right. So that catharsis. Yeah. Was yeah. helpful to them. Yeah, and, and like you said, you guys all had like a connection to, mm. you know, birds and stuff as yeah. a family. So I mean, yeah, I mean like my yeah, when I'm talking about the photographers of birds, it's definitely not me. Um, <laughs> but now I feel a connection to birds. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been doing like funny social media videos where I'm like, well, now I'm gonna sing this song to this bird <laughs> if you'll stay <Aww>. bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, I've always wanted like to be like like Snow White, where like <laughs> you just put your arm out and then the oh, birds totally. <laughs> yeah, my toddler does that, and I don't even know where she got it from. But yeah, like suddenly she's putting her hand Wait, out do like the a bird birds is gonna come? Oh no! I was like, oh my gosh, come. she has a gift. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> there was one time, and I don't remember if it was me or my husband, but one of us touched a bird because it was in like this kind of um, like front hall of my. Th- parents um house and we had to get it out and like it just it was a moment of touching a wild animal but I have to ask him was it me or you because I don't know whose memory it is oh. <laughs> do you ever do that you're just like was this me or yeah do I yeah just yeah feel like it was me <laughs> oh my gosh you know I did that one time and like, yeah I didn't know like I yeah. was young and I didn't know like you weren't supposed to do that because it's like mm. then your like scent is like on yeah them. was it a baby it was my parents mm. were so mad at me because it was like they like built a nest like outside our door Aww. and like I didn't know it just you looked so know. cute and I was <laughs> little and then yeah they got mad because then I think <laughs> something bad happened I wonder I so bad Oh, no, you didn't mean to. I wonder maybe they just called. Let's just say that they called animal protection and they came and yes. gave the bird a home. <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have been finding a weird amount of robin eggs in my life. Like in the past oh, week, that's... we found two. So maybe maybe I'm becoming a real bird. That's person. <laughs> a sign for maybe. something. Maybe. They're going to start flocking towards me and I'll become Snow White and that dream will be realized. Oh my gosh. Yes, I share that dream with you. I wanted yes. to be a Disney princess. That's how I got into voiceover, just wanting to be a Disney princess. Yeah, I, that's how I, honestly, that's how I got into music was really? just like so obsessed with Disney and no yeah, and, and now I have like Sleeping Beauty's Castle tattooed on my left thigh. No like I just was so obsessed with Disney. Aww. Yeah. And I mean, they're all about, you know, dreams coming true, too. That's true. And yeah, just. Do you feel like it gave you any unrealistic expectations of how life would be? 
<laughs> no, I actually <laughs> don't think so. I think <laughs> my parents, good. you know, kind of helped me, like, ground me. That's um, good. But, um, but yeah, I just, I loved everything about Disney. And, yeah, I was constantly watching, you know, Disney movies and yeah. just singing and all that. So, so what was your yeah. favorite of all time? Um, that's really a hard question. Honestly, <laughs> everyone to- always <laughs> asks me that. Um, yeah. Aladdin is definitely on there. Mm. Um, so Snow good. White though was my favorite. Like when Classic. I was really little, yeah. Like I, I always wanted to dress up as Snow White. But oh. when Aladdin came out, like that was um a game changer. I just <laughs> love that movie so that much. is a great movie yeah. so did you always want to be jasmine then yes um i also always wanted a tiger so oh, me too that- <laughs> my childhood stuffed animal growing up was raja i oh remember like God. using his tail to wipe my childhood tears like Stop. just have so many memories <laughs> oh my gosh i love that i know I having like, a tiger would be awesome yeah yeah and then the moment when she like frees all the birds from the yeah. cage Back to oh birds. Oh gosh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's like holding the little one and he's so like fluffy and Yeah, some people are afraid of birds. I've never it must be from a negative experience with a bird. I've never been a fear of bird person. Cockroaches, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh will, <laughs> my gosh. Mind I will never write a love song about a cockroach. <laughs> An alien will have taken over my body if that ever happened. That's how you'll know. Ugh, gross. Oh I, like, I used to not even be able to say the word. Glad. Ugh, yeah, gross. yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. <laughs> and now I set one. it on your pocket. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, is there anything else about the writing, production, or the recording process of this song that we haven't discussed that you'd mm-hmm. love to share? Um, yeah, recording it. You know, I get so precious about things, so I'll have to say to Matt, like okay, how many vocal files can I send you? Because <laughs> I want to send you a million. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but again, it's been this journey and just like at some point I have to let it go. And yeah, I got very precious about recording it, mm-hmm. but I wanted to that make makes it sense. perfect. I don't know. It's just such a, it's hard. And everyone keeps telling me, don't be so precious, precious about these things. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> there are a lot of songs. I'm just precious about every single one of them. Yeah. But I recorded it. Gosh, where was I living? Cause I just moved from LA to renovate our Airstream. So I feel mm-hmm. like maybe I was in Kansas or LA. Yeah. It must've been Kansas then in like my little makeshift recording studio. Okay. Yeah. And just tried to get intimate and emotional and yeah. just get there, you know? Yeah. yeah. How many files did you end up sending? <laughs> I think he asked for six and maybe I sent six seven but I oh, okay. secretly comp them before I send them oh, and to have yes. him comp them so it's like this double comping yeah. process yeah 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 <laughs> because I just want it to be so good yeah I'm also really picky sickness. to where yeah. it's like I want to comp my yep. vocals <laughs> but I also I don't know that I've let him know that I can't because part of me wants him to just think oh wow her like raw vocal files are oh because he's not importing it. it's not like a logic file sent to logic I do it in logic and he imports each individual wave file or AIF into um pro tools so, oh okay. it's not like he can see the comping so he might just right. think they're that good yeah Who knows? <laughs> yeah well, now, now well, when he listens to this, <laughs> dang it, I let my secret out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, can you tell everyone where they can listen to Lonely Bird yes. and where they can follow you on social media? 
Yes, I will spell it first. C-A-L-E-Y, Rose, as in the flower, Kaylee Rose. But when I say the K, people want to put the letter K. Kaylee Rose, C-A-L-E-Y, Rose, as in the flower. It's everywhere on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Deezer, all the places, Instagram. And on TikTok, it's at Kaylee Rose Music because some B took Kaylee Rose before I got there. I I feel you. Someday I'll buy her out. I'll buy her out. No, it's fine. Yeah, but thank you so much. It really means the world that you like this song. You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms or check out SoundScrub Presents Featured Sounds playlist on Spotify. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and many more at Lisa Denae or at Lisa Denae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would love to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadenae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.